Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The protest is over. The protest is over. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Brad Kloppenstein in for Casey. Kev's here. Brad, you quickly pointed out that not one hour ago, there was what many were led to believe would be a massive protest on Monument Circle. Massive and protest it, starting. It's already over. It, it didn't make it till 8.30 when I walked around the corner. <laughs> what is? What was this a protest of? Um, uh, they were pl- protesting for the end of the Israel-Hamas war. Oh. Um, I, I think that they were probably on the side of Hamas. You think? I think. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I, just, I just know. I was thinking on my way in when I heard it on the news. I'm like, how... How do these people think that a protest on Monument Circle yes. is going to have any impact on a war that the United States is not in, and at least in my opinion, a war that I think probably is justified and needs to see its end? Yeah, it is. that, And you ask the fascinating question, which is if, and I would not suggest that you do, walk up to one of these people and say, in your world... What are you doing here today? Because you are you are represented by Andre Carson, who is in totally in bed and in love and in lockstep with these lunatic Hamas people anyway. And we all know the long history of Andre Carson and the stuff he said and his views on a variety of issues. I mean, he is amigos with some really, really, really horrific awful people who have said some really horrific, awful stuff over the years. So you've already swayed him. What what you think like Jim Banks is going to see this and go? Well, I changed my mind. Exactly. It's it's <laughs> it's time to do something about this. And and as as mentioned, they didn't make it thirty minutes. Yeah. Well, you know, Andre Carson is friends with Louis Farrakhan, so we know what team Carson's on. And who? What do you think Joe Hawk said is going to have some sway in altering the Congress's position on yeah. support? Well, or is there going to be somebody in the Middle East saying, "Oh my gosh, they're protesting in downtown Indianapolis. <laughs> We've got to put an end to this right now." Oh my goodness, I would love to get an answer on what those people thought they were going to accomplish. But you got to give them credit, Brad. They. Uh, fairly quickly apparently saw whatever they were doing was not moving the needle and they retreated and surrendered. They did. They did. Well, maybe they had to get to work. <laughs> no, no, Brad. We all know there were many options there. Getting to work was That's not why there was a question. Mark. Oh, uh, Rob, by the way, I noticed on my way in today, on Friday, yeah. I was complimenting the city of Indianapolis uh-huh. on how great of a job they'd done on getting rid of the homeless and sure. how clean it looked. Yeah, that that didn't make it Is that, to Monday morning. Well, you know, we had the Colts game Saturday. I, I think it was the Colts and Pacers game yeah. Saturday night. Anytime that, there's events, you know, they'll get it under control for a few hours. And then once the event, remember what was it uh, a couple of years ago when it was at the final four? Yes, they had all yeah. the stuff here uh, be, due to COVID and all the homeless people just disappeared. Yep. Nope, but let's see. So I saw a dude getting put into the back of an ambulance over at uh, Ohio or at Market and East Street yeah. on my way in. Some other chick was tweaking coming down the alley as I came out of the parking Strip garage. City. There yeah. were a bunch of cops that went running over to the mall back or 
wrong way down Illinois Street on the way in. I'm like, ooh, that was short-lived joy that we had on Friday because and what it's you're back. what you're describing. So you would you, what you're describing. People would say, oh my gosh, that sounds outlandish. That is, and we have talked about this for many many years on this show. That is day-to-day operations any morning in the city of Indianapolis, in the greater downtown area. And you're a you're a Indianapolis lifer guy. Right. There was a time where even there's always been a certain level of violence, and there will be a certain level of violence in any major metropolitan city, there was a very clear understanding, whether it was Peterson or then certainly under Ballard, we will not surrender the circle under any circumstances. We will make this mile-plus you know, radius an impenetrable force where if you're going to do something, you're going to have to really work to get to to pull it off, and we're going to catch you, and we're going to deal with it because we want the public perception to be, even in some very violent times in the city, that the downtown is safe. And Hogsett has even surrendered that. Yeah. Well, I also want to say the people who think that they're doing good by coming down here and handing out food yeah, indiscriminately to people – you are not helping the Thank problem. You. Go on, go on, because I say it and I get in trouble. Go on. Okay, you're no, you're, you're, you're a beloved, say, not very nice and, figure. And I will say, and Rob, so I lived downtown from 94 to 03. And in that time, there would always be people who would come out, churches typically from Carmel, that would bring their parishioners down and hand out food in front of the library. Well, me and my buddies who lived downtown went to them one time. We're like, listen, this is so great that you're doing this. We would like to help. Instead of you spending an entire Saturday morning coming all the way down here, how about this? We will pay for the bus and we will take these people yeah. up to your church in Carmel. And they're like, no, 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 we don't want that. <laughs> like, All right. You're not very benevolent now, are you? <laughs> uh, it is the Kendall and Casey show. Casey's out today. I'm Rob Brad's in for Casey. Uh, speaking of people who are doing just immense harm to society, the Republicans have struck again, Brad. Um, you Stru- know, Struck for good? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, they've struck. It's never for good. <laughs> so... Um, you know, Brad, my least favorite part of every show and is I, when you're right, I, Rob. I, and I know it. You have a lot of bad shows because of it. I just loathe, loathe to have to do this. But this is now the fourth time. So this is the fourth opportunity where the where the Republicans have had the Democrats seemingly at their beck and call in terms of the government is about to shut down. The Democrats have said we can't shut the government down. Biden has said we can't shut the government down, which would lead you to believe, Brad, you're a businessman in a position of negotiation. If the other side says something that something can't happen, then you pretty much have the ability to do whatever you want, to get whatever you want, to ensure the thing that they've already told you can't happen, won't happen. They call that negotiating leverage. So this is the third time through the debt ceiling and multiple expiring spending can kicking operations that the republicans have had every opportunity to not only get the federal spending under control but also secure the border or whatever other priorities they claim to value the most and once again the republicans it was announced over the weekend the speaker of the house has cut a deal with schumer and the democrats that will essentially fully fund the federal government to the tune of $1.7 trillion, which basically means 
Status quo, the McCarthy-Biden spending deal remains in full force. They're taking that money out of the savings account, right? Uh, There's no debt involved. Yeah, there is no more savings account. It's the printed account. You know, like if you or I did this, we would be on our way to federal prison if we were just printing money in the back of the Klopfenstein-Stein estate, the speakeasy (laughs) there in Lawrence. These people, these people being the Republicans, are complete and utter pathological liars they do it every single time they have been doing it for 30 plus years now about spending and claiming to care about the size of spending and the size of government and the growth of government and the national debt and they have now had four opportunities one two three four within the past year to fix spending and try to get inflation under control and every single time brad they go right along with the democrats there was no point in electing any of these people the republicans have accomplished absolutely nothing the past year that wouldn't have happened if the democrats were there I once again stand victorious in telling our audience there is zero point in voting for any of these people. Correct. Now, Rob, I'm going to drop a little nugget oh, on you. Oh, great. I love that. Next time you hear an interview with Mike Johnson, he sounds a little bit like Will Ferrell. <laughs> I uh, I never thought of that until you just said it, and now I won't be able to unhear it. Exactly. Exactly. Our listeners will be like, oh, my gosh, we elected Will Ferrell, Speaker, Speaker of the House. What? Brad, you're a you're a neutral observer here because you're, I would think so. You're yes. a former uh, libertarian candidate for statewide office, so you dislike all the people equally, right? Um, what it takes a certain level of sick because, like, the Democrats are honest about who they are. The Democrats say we're going to raise your taxes, we're going to grow the government, we're going to grow the cost of government. These people are like, why are you so mean to the Republicans? Why aren't you meaner to the Democrats? Because the Democrats are at least honest with me, Brad, about who they are and what they want to do and where they want to take the country. And yet the Republicans lie over and over and over again. And there will be people going down the road right now who will be so angry at me, Brad, that I am having the audacity to tell you what the Republicans have done once again. Somehow in some people's minds, I always end up being the bad guy for telling the people exactly how the other side is lying to them. You know what? If you're listening, listen to what Rob is saying, because the Republicans have told you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again how much they want the government to shrink in size and be smaller and be constitutional, and it never happens. Never. I have said before, I will say again, it doesn't matter which party is in charge. It is a power grab from both of them, and you've got one that wants to grow the government at 10 times GDP, and you got the other one that wants to grow it at five times GDP, but both of them want to grow it. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, have you been following this Lloyd Austin stuff? Somewhat, yes. This is crazy. So the defense secretary disappeared. Nobody knew where he was. Then it turns out he was in the hospital. Did and I'm, when I'm saying nobody, I mean it's like Biden didn't know, Biden's underlings didn't know. This kind of seems like a really big deal, and some people are not happy. We'll talk about it. Brad's in for Casey when we come back. Kendall and Casey Show, ninety three WIBC. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab twenty milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I 
bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller. I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Secretary disappeared for several days and nobody knew where he was. How big of a deal is this? 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Brad Kloffenstein Stein in for Casey. Kev's here. So Lloyd Austin is the defense secretary. He had some sort of what they're describing. I still don't think we know what the exact thing was, but some sort of elective medical procedure is what they described it as. NBC reported he was in the intensive care unit, so it wasn't like you know, hey, when I had my uh, We Grow Hair Indie procedure, yeah, it was kind of a big deal, but they let you go home that day and was in the intensive care unit. And nobody, essentially no high-ranking people inside the Biden administration were informed, Brad, of where this guy was or what he was doing. Now, I'll go to you first because you're the voice of reason on this program. I think this is a pretty big deal. What say you? I think it is a big deal. I think that somebody who's a defense secretary, you probably should know where they are. It, <laughs> it's no different than, Rob, if you just disappeared, if you yes. didn't show up to work for like three or four days, right. there's going to be people here who probably would want to know where you are. Yes. And yeah, and, and then they would they would send you a get well card or a, or a rot and die in a gutter card. Right, exactly. So it reminds me a little bit of the South Carolina governor. Remember when he yes. disappeared a few years ago? Yes, Sanford. Yeah, Mark See, Sanford. Yeah, and uh, he showed up in South America or somewhere hiking with a mistress. Right. Yep, that's exactly oh, right. Okay, so I'd, somebody had asked this in the YouTube chat, and it's a fair question. Well, why is it a big deal? He was in the hospital. It's not. Well, it is. But what we're talking about here is. It's the fact that he disappeared and the president apparently and the people under the Biden isn't aware what his name is. So let's take Biden out of the equation. But people who seemingly have their mental faculties together under Biden, who report directly to Biden, had no idea where this guy was. So it is a big deal that you have somebody anytime somebody the level of defense secretary goes at as a serious medical issue enough that he was in the intensive doesn't sound too elective if you were in intensive care for four right. days is this like a, a a botched facelift or something or I, but, but the fact that this guy who who is a huge part of potential military policy about peacekeeping strategies it's fine if somebody has to have a medical procedure of some sort. No no problem with that. That happens to people. It's fine if you're going to be down for a few days. It happens. No problem with that. But this unwillingness to disclose and people are saying around him off the record well he's a really private person you give up that right when you become something the level of defense secretary yeah. I, as i said any job you have you tell your boss yes. when you're going to be out you don't have to disclose what it is but at least say hey i'm having a little procedure done i'm going to be out the next three or four days or or in this case it's possible that something went bad but then yes. somebody around him should have made the call saying hey yes he had yeah he had this little procedure there was a complication he's going to be out of commission for a week so like for example casey not here again today I was notified. Our boss was notified. I Brad was, was notified. I was notified. Here. <laughs> Everyone was notified of where Casey was, what she's doing, right. and when she'll be back, which is probably tomorrow. No big deal. We're trained professionals. We got it covered. But of course, because this is the government, 
we can't even admit that this is ridiculous. And here is Secretary of State Antony Blinken giving the totally reliable, classic, non-answer deflect uh, solution to this whole mess. With uh, regard to uh, Secretary Austin, uh, I wasn't aware of his uh, uh, medical issue. Uh, in fact, I, I talked to, to Lloyd last weekend uh, before this incident. Um, and I know that he's put out a statement addressing it. Um, what I can say is this. It has been, it remains one of the great privileges of my career over 30 years now working in, in government uh, to serve alongside Lord Austin, Lloyd Austin. Uh, he is an extraordinary leader for this country in uniform and now out of uniform. And it's been a highlight of my service to be able to serve alongside him, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing him fully uh, recovered and um, working side by side uh, in the year ahead. This is why people hate the government, because so that's the Secretary of State saying, I had no idea where the Secretary of Defense was. And in your life and in my life, Brad, if you just told the Greater Lawrence Chamber of Commerce, hey, I know we got seven ribbon cuttings this week and I got to meet with the new mayor to talk about business in the in the city of, of Lawrence, but I'm just going to disappear for four or five. Right. How would your board at the Greater Lawrence Chamber of Commerce view that behavior, Brad? Would there there would be some questions. I mean, even when I come in here, I, I work with a girl named Jody, and I let Jody know yes. that I'm going to be here. She knows where yes. I'm going to be in case the question comes up. You you let people know. W now, would, would your board be like, it has been the privilege of our life to serve with Brad Klopfenstein Stein? No, oh, they'd be they like, say that every day. They, yeah, they do, because you show up to work. <laughs> they wouldn't be like, oh, it's fine, Brad. You do whatever you want. The... The, the behavior is inexcusable. Again, it's not if the guy has a medical procedure. It's not if the guy is under the weather for a while because of that. But it's the refusal to let people know. And you are an intricate part of – or you should be an intricate part. Right. Uh, intri integral part of, of na national defense. Uh, by the way, maybe part of the reason Austin didn't tell anybody where he was is – you remember, this is 2021. Joe Biden – had no idea what his name was and tried to, do you remember this brad so this was 2021 joe biden had no idea who the secretary of defense was and listened to him attempt to cover uh lloyd austin's name i just want to thank you both and i want to thank the the, the uh former general i keep calling him general but my my uh the guy who runs that outfit over there that guy uh, i want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about. You, you know who I'm talking about. I'm going to refer to Kevin, that guy who presses the buttons over there. <laughs> all right, uh, let's take a break. It's the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Brad's in for uh, Casey today. Um, when we come back, the legislative session starts at the state house. I'm glad you reminded me. I have a reception to go to this oh, afternoon. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, going to be another session of being completely let down and betrayed by your lawmakers. We'll talk about how much damage they might do to you when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Kendall and Casey show 93 WIBC. I'm Rob Brad Kloppenstein Stein in for Casey today. All right, Brad, did you uh, did you pay homage to the tragic event that was January 6th over the weekend? Did you uh, no. light, light a candle in remembrance of the Viking I, guy who was arrested? I, I vaguely acknowledged that it happened and I went on about my life. Right. I mean, the response to January 6th is has been for three years now both pathetic and wholly ridiculous. 
True or false? It has been a thing. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, part of me is like, that was ridiculous, and another part of me is like, holy cow, that was serious. Well, okay, but is it fair to say you cannot? have turned a blind eye to Indianapolis, Portland, Chicago, New York, Seattle, Los Angeles, Atlanta, fill in your favorite major metropolitan city for six and a half months and and to this day turn a blind eye to that and then feign some sort of outrage over January 6th in which far few fewer people died and far less damage was actually done. That's a fair statement, right? I would say that's a fair statement other than January 6th had to do with a peaceful turnover of power, whereas the others were just looting and rioting. But there was ultimately a peaceful turnover of power. Donald Donald Trump has not been charged with any crime as it relates to insurrection or he wasn't standing up front with a bayonet yelling charge. He wasn't uh, leading a group of people. This wasn't G.I. Joe. He wasn't, you know, Flint or Duke, you know, invading. No, he's just a jerk. And he didn't say say anything about, hey, you guys knock this off. But he did. He told everybody to go home. Vaguely, sort of. Uh, no, Brad. Reluctantly. There's a, there, I mean, there's there's videos, there's tweets of him telling people to go home. My point of all this, though, is if you're going to be mad about January 6th, then you also have to be up in arms over just a few weeks ago when we saw the lunatic Palestinian people attempt to scale the White House. I'm not in any way disputing that the people who behaved inappropriately, who stormed the Capitol or whatever description you want to use for it, should have been prosecuted. They have been. They are. Right. They're finding people who did nothing wrong that day and trying to prosecute those people. They're, you know, It's like you found the gunman on the grassy knoll from grainy videos anytime some local Hoosier is found to have been in Washington, D.C. on on January the 6th. But I just think, as everything else the, the left does, they've totally overplayed their hand on this because people go, wait a second. Those people behave totally inappropriately. They should have been dealt with. They are being dealt with. But let's not compare this to 9-11 or Pearl Harbor or anything else, which the left continues to try to do. Yeah, well, the left will take any opportunity to take a minor incursion and make it a major one. <laughs> so I, I, you're not terribly wrong. They on can't that. run on the record. There's no, like the Biden. Biden gave that speech. Was that on Friday that he gave that speech? And it's like you have nothing to run on. You have been president of the United States for three years now. And you have nothing good to offer the American people. So you can't talk about your record. So now you have to talk about January the 6th. And it was three years ago. And everybody who's done anything has been charged with it. I mean, hell, Brad, we're having a fight at the Supreme Court right now over the fact that Donald Trump has not been charged with insurrection. There are cases now, there's one, there's probably about to be two, that are in front of the Supreme Court right now over the fact that Donald Trump has not been charged with anything related to he wasn't storming the Capitol. He wasn't in Nancy Pelosi's office. I am just amazed at how little the left has offered this country the past three years, and they're still acting as though uh, January the 6th was Pearl Harbor or 9-11 or, you know, pick your favorite national tragedy. That's because when you lack accomplishments, you have to deflect. Yeah, you're right. You're- and that, that's exactly what's happening here. It's like, well, you can't point to anything that we've actually done. So don't don't pay any attention to us. Look at those guys and how bad they are. Yeah, so this is great. By great, I mean just awful. So there is a, a host for MSNBC. His name is Jonathan Capehart. And 
at any given time, there may be between five and nine people watching MSNBC. So there's a good chance you probably didn't hear this, which is why we're going to play this for you. So he is interviewing some guy who was a, a Washington, D.C. police officer and was in and around the nation's capital on January the 6th, 2021. And he literally, Brad, he has like a handkerchief and he takes it to his face and he starts appearing as though he's sobbing. And the response from this guy, again, not a single solitary thing on MSNBC about, you know, I don't know, those cops that were almost killed by Malik Muhammad. You remember him, the governor's close personal remember, friend. I remember in the Portland. I mean, <laughs> nothing about any Portland, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, Seattle, Chicago, uh, Atlanta. I mean, again, just pick your favorite large major metropolitan city. Nothing. But this guy, just listen. I'm going to try to get through this. Um, thank you for what you did three years ago today. Um, please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. <clears throat> um, we are uh, still in the midst of the, the same fight that began uh, on January 6th, 2021. Um, and we have a lot of at stake in this country. Uh, and I think that it deserves every American's attention. <laughs> now do Indianapolis. Now now do the cops that had to arrest people who were looting businesses or burning, you know, buildings to the ground or trying to burn buildings to the ground or defacing Monument Circle. Interview those people. I interview the cop who had to stand in front of Malik Muhammad as he was leading the angry mob threatening to seize the governor's mansion on statewide television. Uh any of these major metropolitan it's just it's pathetic and they have nothing to offer the left has nothing to offer this country and and it's just it amazes me that they well i mean it doesn't amaze me but it, it's pathetic how three years later they're still trying to compare it to one of the great tragedies in american history yeah it'll it'll be a footnote in the history books so it yeah i, I well speaking of people who are uh not going to succeed on your behalf. Let's turn our attention to the Indiana General Assembly. By the way, it's Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Brad's in for Casey today. The session starts again today, Brad. It's an, another year of your friends at the General Assembly. Uh, no doubt looking at every turn, shape, fathomable to stick it to you. Uh, you have some sort of big event today, you were telling uh, us. This afternoon, I have a legislative reception for uh, video gaming terminals. Oh, We've talked about it on these airwaves. So um, Now, that's interesting you mentioned gaming because, I don't know if you know, there's been a little issue in the legal world with some people involved in the gaming industry. What, are, are you suggesting that there might be legislators who have gone to jail because they've been on the wrong side of the gaming industry? Th there have been some politicians who are I was going to say no longer with us. I mean, they are with us. They're with us. They're, they, they, they're just not out, out with us out in the open, in the unincarcerated portion of, of society. So do you have any hope whatsoever you're going to get anything done in the gaming industry this year? There's no way, right? right, right. I've been There's around no long enough to know. Every time I hear them say, well, nothing's going to move on gaming this year or nothing's going to move on alcohol this year, then suddenly there's some little technical correction bill that gets uh -huh. filed on something that turns into this massive bill because, Rob, the way it works is no no one piece of language 
can just stand on its yeah. own. It, so they'll put something in, and suddenly they'll say anything that has, vaguely has to do with alcohol or vaguely has to do with gaming is germane, and they will just keep amending this bill until it topples over under its own weight. And so I, I expect, even though they say, oh, nothing's going to move in gaming this year, something will probably move in gaming this it's year. It's going to be a fascinating session because you have – some crisis things going on and again brad i hate to have to have done this twice in the first hour of the show but favorite part of this least favorite part of the show favorite for some least favorite for me is when we have to talk about hey we told you this was going to happen and it's happening uh and that is as it relates to we have been telling you for years that during covid the emergency declaration, Holcomb didn't even hide it towards the end, wasn't about that you were under some sort of emergency. It was about the ability to suck money out of the federal government. And he was participating, he being Holcomb, in a legalized vote buying operation of a mass scale, much of it related to how much air quote free health insurance or health benefits he could hand out to people through the Medicaid expansion. Oh, yeah. Everything from the second half of the year 2000 on was nothing but a big money grab. Yeah. And so we were telling people at the time, everybody better wake up because this federal money is going to run out eventually. And now Holcomb has delved out all these mandated promises and pledges to people and he might claw some of it back but he's not gonna claw all of it back and the federal government just doesn't let you walk away from a air quote free health insurance or health benefit commitment to people and when the republicans in a just i mean last session in a gross disgusting fashion spent that almost six billion dollar surplus down to the exact number they needed to get so you wouldn't get a refund we said you people better wake up because there's this massive entitlement pledge that Holcomb and the Republicans have made and that check is going to come due here real soon and they're burning through all the cash because they don't want to give you your money and then they're going to have to pay this tab and I'll be darned Brad it, what what do you know they underestimated the Medicaid obligation by a billion dollars in the big scheme of things I wondered at the time I'm like alright they're giving us some short term money for some otherwise long term commitments yep. how is this going to work out and we're seeing exactly how it worked out so you've got a session where something like this really needs to be dealt with, but because they've already said they want to be out of here by the end of February. Oh, it's a short session. It's not a budget year. They're stuck with it this year. And they blew through all that money, and now they've got another major issue, which is the revenues that are coming in are not meeting the projections that they had had thrown out there based on how they were doing all of this spending. You have got a, a governor who next year – whoever it is, Braun or whoever it's going to be, is going to enter with a massive crisis on their hands related to entitlement obligations put forward by the Holcomb administration. And now Holcomb gets to wash his hands, having walked away, legally buying hundreds of thousands of millions of votes with promises he knew he could never keep. And we all know the Republicans are not going to cut government to make up for the money they owe over here. So get ready, Bal. There's going to be massive tax increases on the horizon coming up in 2025. It is. It's funny. I've got a state senator calling me right oh, now. Oh, well, boy, isn't that wild, Brad? <laughs> well, why? Hey, I'll call you back if you're listening. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. 
Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Everybody thinks it's all fun and games with my phobia flying, and then plane loses a door. Not so funny now, is it? Just lost a door and a sweater. <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey show, 93 WIBC. I'm Rob. Brad's in for Casey today. Kev's here. So I assume you saw this, Brad. This oh, I did. Boeing 737 MAX 9 was leaving Portland. This was, was an Alaska Airlines uh, flight, and... It, so this is a giganto plane. This is a, so it's a yeah well seven thirty. It's a mid a larger mid range plane. Yeah, I mean it's not Air Force One, right? No, no, it's exactly. I mean it's it's not a wide body with center aisles that sort of thing, but it's long and it'll hold a couple hundred people. Yeah, this is not Sandpiper Air off wings. No, 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 no. no the, the Hackett's are not doing repairs on the yeah. on the plane, and the door in mid flight. Just blows Oof. off the airplane, and literally, some guy had his shirt sucked off of him. Yeah. It, it, the door liberated itself from the plane. Rob, <laughs> can you imagine being on this plane and you see a door, and some guy's shirt goes flying out the door? That'd be crazy. Uh, well, I, I was just glad it didn't suck any people out. Well, right. I mean, fortunately, it sounds like they were all buckled in. Which I saw a video of like a flight attendant walking you know within two or three feet of this gaping yes. open door i'm like dude you might want to be tethered in or something you would, <laughs> you would assume they know the risk yeah but How, this is a brand new plane it only went into service like three months ago the o- oxygen masks were falling people had them on you you see the the videos that have have popped up and again come back to if you're in an automobile brad and your light pops on that says door Door you know, is door, a jar. Door is a jar. Door not closed. You know, maybe a mild bit of inconvenience. You might hear a small whoosh from the interstate outside. However, you can find the nearest applicable exit. You can slow down. You can hold the door. You can, you know, get off at the local Speedway gas station or Lubs or whatever uh, fueling entity is right off the exit there. And you can evaluate the situation and decide, hey, is this safe for me to proceed forward? Do I need to get home? Or in worst case, you can call AAA or someone like that, and they can help you uh, navigate through the issue. There's no chance you're going to get sucked out of the automobile. Now, uh, the other thing that I heard that was amazing, that apparently Alaska Air refused to let this that particular jetliner fly over the ocean because on three different occasions it had had a pressure warning light yeah. come on. So they knew that there was some sort of an issue. And, um, and this is like these international flights. Like my wife wants to do some sort of international thing at some point, and she just had to accept when she married me that was not going to happen, and this is why. What would you do? At least they were somewhere where they could turn around and in a somewhat timely fashion. Yeah, because they were only at like 10,000 feet. Right. I'm guessing they had just taken off. Right. So you could, while scary, at least they could tell everyone, hey, in seven minutes, we'll be back where we started from. So you just hold on tight to that seat in front of you and put that oxygen mask on and hopefully we'll make it back. What if you're over the Atlantic Ocean? 
What if you're over the Pacific Ocean? What if you're over the Gulf of Mexico? You're doomed. They're, exactly. What are you going to do? This is why. So for all those people who are mocking me about a phobia of flying or this is irrational, wasn't irrational here, was it? Same thing about, I get nervous getting in these elevators now because a couple years ago, I don't know if you're aware of this, the elevator didn't open and I was stuck in the elevator. That was you. Steven was telling me this for, morning. For like 30 minutes. And it, I I don't know, maybe it seemed like 30 hours. And I, there was a very nice lady that was with the elevator company, was on the phone with me the whole time. But that was a horrific experience. So and, the bosses just think that you're a very fit person because you're always taking well, the stairs. Uh, and A lot of times now, I will simply just walk to my automobile. And while, yes, it may take me an extra two or three minutes to get where I need to go, at least I know I'm going to get there and I can drive out on my own time. It's Kendall and Casey Show. Brad's in for Casey. When we come back, John Fetterman is still making sense. Let me repeat. John Fetterman is still making sense. We'll do an examination, a deep dive into the brain of Fetterman. Or maybe it's Betterman. When we come back, it's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC.